You're listening to JP, Coriel, and Husker Nick. It's nice to start the day with a victory. Okay, let's try to jump start it. Yeah, so just start jumping, right? Should I start this program over? This program is not for everyone. You're being paid to show us a good time. When does it start? Oh my god. Okay. Oh, that's really funny. Y'all ready for this? And good morning, JP, Coriel, Husker, Nick. We're back for you on a Monday, October 30th. Good morning, Coriel. Good morning. Good morning, Nick. What up, what up? Has everyone thawed out from the weekend? Yeah, man, this cold weather sucks. I don't know if I am. You I'm not ready. You yet or not? not ready for this. No, it's... I need 70 degree weather again. We need just like an, a gradual drop, but nothing like what we've been That's doing. the thing. I don't mind the cold, although as old as this is going to make me sound, I definitely feel it in my bum left knee and my bum left wrist. <laughs> like my, my bones be aching your, your when it gets this aching. cold. Well, we'll get a little bit of a reprieve. It'll be 43 today, then 37 tomorrow, but then back up in 50s and 60s the rest of the weekend into the weekend. So if you're hosting a kegerator in your, in your garage for the... Michigan game, you should be good with a high Michigan of 61. State? Michigan State, yeah. Michigan State, yeah. 61 for the high on Saturday. So. Yeah, this weekend will be pretty nice. Okay. I think, is what it looks yeah. like. Nice little change of pace. Damage is already done, though. The shock to our system's already happened. Yeah, that's true. And I maybe would like to have had this and then those really cold temperatures over the weekend, but, you know, whatever. I'm, 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 Here we are. It's, maybe it's a scientific experiment we need to do sometime to find out what's better for your system. Is it the like, drastic drop that we had, or is it a more gradual drop? It certainly for forces you to get used to it pretty quickly, so yeah. it's probably... Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's okay. probably better to have a shock to your system, but who knows? Fun weekend. We even uh, managed to fill up the rail yard quite a bit with folks and then had uh, yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick and Brian McFadden hanging out, which was... That was cool. Yeah, you were fangirling hardcore. I didn't realize that I would actually fangirl that hard. Really? Until it was until Chris until Kirkpatrick was in front of until, me. Until yes. one of the members of InSync is right there in front of me. Like, what did you guys sir? talk about? Um, <laughs> you black out, or did you black out while you were talking to him? <laughs> no, we um, connected dots on someone that we know because uh, he lives in Brentwood outside of Nashville, so he knows um, a friend of mine. And then, and then, uh, yeah, I just told him about how many embarrassing preteen choreographed dances I have to his music. Yeah. Also told him that his face used to be plastered all over my walls. I'm sure he's like never 13. heard that before. Yeah, never. Yeah, ever. he's never he heard that. He was huge with the 13 year olds. Yeah. So I don't know. Just told him. I, I told nice. him. Uh, it, I actually blamed him for the cold weather. So if anything, I was kind of bullying him. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe he likes it. Um, and then, of course, all the Husker teams won this weekend, which Heck was a very, yeah. very good thing. Dude, the game was so much fun. I uh, yeah. went with my son to the game, and uh, he was a trooper because it was cold. Holy yeah. God, it was cold. But it was super fun. And uh, on the uh, – by the way, and I was, I'm was i going to use this as my good thing, but I gotta, I'm just so excited i got to tell you. Okay. So um, number 19, Jalen Lloyd, who had the long touchdown reception. Yeah. So Jalen, back like 15 years ago, he used to – in the flag football league I started, he and his dad was in it, and he used to like run around – catching pass routes for me and a few other guys between games and now he's on the team and he's you know oh, just that's cool super that's fast and he's a hell of an athlete and i'm just so happy for him and his his family but he's uh yeah he's a good kid man really good that's kid. so super cool. athlete I, i'll tell you what too it doesn't surprise me he's starting as a freshman because his dad is like the most competitive dude i've ever met <laughs> and i know that rubbed <laughs> off on his, oh, on his kids yeah. he's got other kids too that are off doing track and all sorts of stuff around the country 
That's awesome. Well, that is neat. All right, well, a good, super cool. Good Holy weekend for everybody. Moment. Hopefully, you had a good weekend too. We'll get your week going with this. Here's what's next with the JP, Coriel, and Husker Nick show. It's kind of a neighborhood watch, dear JP combo today. As there's an Ooh. anonymous person that would like us to chime in on what's going We've on. We've had a lot world. of weird, little weird ones like that yeah. lately. Yeah, well, I mean, people are weird. Uh, we'll okay. just bring it to it. Bring your uh, weirdness we'll to us. We'll do our best to protect their identity, and we'll do that for you, too, if you ever need us to jump in. Uh, we'll get the follow-up on the bad first dates. We've got uh, a chance for you to win your way to see Shania Live and the Nitty Gritties on the Way, brought to you by Circatalia. Garth Brooks is officially over this question. Hardy shares a mental health update and like father, like son, featuring Luke and Tate Bryan. Getting you in the know from Music Row. Check this out. Coriel has your nitty gritty from Music City on Kix 96.9. So, Nitty Gritty for Music City, powered by A1 Mold Testing and Remediation. Everyone has their limits when it comes to heckling or comments and things. Sometimes it'll just push you over the edge. Garth Brooks is no exception. The country legend has been putting up with um, a, a pretty lame internet joke for over five years now. And, uh, and last week, he's finally had enough to get the full story you kind of have to go back to 2018. It all started back in October of that year when Garth announced his studio, or sorry, his stadium tour. Okay. And then he announced the tour with that odd video about, quote, getting physical, playing music, and how much he likes that. And admittedly, Garth's enthusiasm was a little peculiar. I mean, a little over the top sometimes, and the direct eye contact a lot, you know. So the comedian Tom Shigura and his podcast slash um, co-host slash wife, Christina riffed on it, speculating that perhaps Garth was, in fact, a serial killer and had stashed all the bodies somewhere. Ever since, anytime Garth posts to social media, people on the Internet hit him up with the question, where are the bodies, Garth? Finally, it seems to have become too much for the G-Man. When he announced on social media last week, he was writing his 14th album time traveler for this next month's release the same joke predictably flooded in the comment section causing garth to shut the comments down completely mm. of course this brought a response from um uh, other people online and they just won't let that question die so after mm. about five years maybe it's time to get new material i think it actually i don't think it technically started did it actually start from tom segura yeah it all started ground zero from Tom yeah, Segura? I believe, it, I believe oh. it did, yeah. Okay. Because I thought Tom Segura had, like, got a hold of it, had seen it, and then mentioned it, and then it gave it, like, a like a we larger audience a in that way. We research but, to find out, but I'm pretty sure it was Tom who did it all. Yeah. Either way, Tom and Garth are synonymous with <laughs> the where are the bodies, Garth question, and Garth's just really not having it at all anymore. So, <laughs> shutting that down. Hardy gave another mental update at his show in Nashville over the weekend. He reassured fans he's doing much better after he had to cancel a few concerts. Um, he's been very open about dealing with anxiety and panic attacks connected to the very serious tour crash, uh, tour bus crash last year. He told the crowd he's, quote, getting better every single day and encouraged anyone else dealing with anxiety to mm. get help. He did three shows in a row at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium over the weekend and also took time out to mention something very cool, uh, a milestone of his. He says he's the only person to sell that place out. Um, the only other person to sell that place out other than him is Elvis Presley. Wow. So he's got great company there. 
So I guess this definitely runs in the family. You may recall a couple of years ago when Luke Bryan got two fishing lure prongs stuck in his hand. Mm. He went to a medical center to have them removed, returned to fishing the same day. Well, now his youngest son, 13-year-old Tate, is following in his footsteps. Luke's wife shared a video of Tate in the emergency room. He is surprisingly calm, even though there is a fish hook stuck in his right leg. (laughs) Mom asks how he's feeling, and he says, quote, I at least caught the trout. And it sounds like Tate wanted Dad to know the full story. That's because he did. Here's um, Caroline wrote in the caption. She says, quote, another fish hook ER visit, but he wanted Luke to know that he still caught the fish. Proud dad wrote in the comments, that's my boy. <laughs> from the nitty gritty from Music City, I'm Coriel with Kix 96.9. JP, Coriel, and Husker Nick. I've been waiting on some good news. What is good in your world? Let us know. Facebook, X, or Instagram, KX969. You two can be a part of the show. Coriel, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. Yeah. And I'm going to right out the gate do this because I told them I was putting it in my notes. And I told them I would do it at this point in time of the show. Okay. And I'm so excited I remembered. <laughs> Shout out to Bailey and Macy. They work at uh, the Children's Hospital in Omaha. <clears throat> they came to our tailgate. To say hi. Very nice. They got some swag to take with them. I think they went to the game. Uh, they were really awesome. They listened to the show quite a bit. So, Bailey, Macy, hopefully you're on your way uh, to work or whatever or getting ready for work. Thank you so much for stopping by. You guys are amazing. I also have one more. Okay. This is my family's from outside of Kearney. They're in Elm Creek and, well, Elm, Elm Creek, but. I call it Elm Creek. Anyways, they found a 100-plus-year-old time capsule there. It looks like they are tearing down the Elm Creek school building, mm-hmm. or at least a portion of it. I'm not quite sure, but they did tear down some of it, and they just stumbled across um, this time capsule in the cornerstone of the old building, and I'm reading the comments and stuff, and people are saying that there might be more there. They think there is. They remember hearing about it or that there were some buried, blah, blah, blah. I think it's really neat anytime that you can just kind of stumble across um, a piece of history like that that kind of took me back to, I believe, in fifth grade. I, if I remember right, we buried a time capsule mm. at the Unadilla School, and it's just fun to think about. Maybe you're in a position at your building where there's something to be said about time capsules. Maybe you're like, wait, hold on. Are we missing one? Should we have opened one by now? This is a friendly reminder to go unearth some history. There you go. Nick, your good thing. Uh, My good thing was over the weekend, uh, got to take my son to the Nebraska victory. Uh, 31-14, obviously, over Purdue. That's so fun. Um, But while we were there, um, so we're sitting in the crowd. Nebraska gets a turnover. And my son taps his uncle on the shoulder and goes, we're scoring a long touchdown on this first play. And then sure enough, there goes Jalen Lloyd uh, for a 73-yard touchdown. (laughs) And uh, Jeremy, his uncle, picked him up and started running up and down the aisle with him. It was really funny. (laughs) Um, But i got to shout out uh, Jalen Lloyd. I'm so happy for him. So um, I've known this kid since he was like, I don't even know, four years old. And uh, his dad is a friend of mine, Dante. He's a great man. 
It doesn't surprise me that he's having the success he is because, like I said earlier in the show, like his dad's like the most competitive dude you'll ever meet. Like hmm. they they used to between flag football games, like he'd be teaching him routes to run, working on um, his speed, like his track speed, which you could see obviously paid off. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just neat to see uh, good people in a good family uh, doing so well. And also, like I was telling one of the guys sitting by us was in that league. I was like, uh, hey, you know who that is right there? And he goes, no. And I tell him. And I go, so well, how do you feel now? And he goes, well, I'm happy, but now I feel so old. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding. That was a quick 15 years or whatever it was that flew by. So, But it was, uh, I'm, I'm just happy for those guys. My good thing is some friends of ours have found their way back to us. And we got a message on Friday that I missed for good things, and I'm going to add it now because I know they're listening. Uh, Martin Richards says, my good thing is realizing I can use VPN to listen to you guys live again. So our British friends are back on the airwaves. He says, we've been keeping an eye on the radio station, uh, Facebook page, and listen to the podcast in the car, but it's just not the same. Hope you all are keeping well. So Susie and, and Martin are back. I can only assume we're like one of the top most listened to shows in England because they've been telling all of their friends about us. I hope they have. And they all just uh, stream the show and listen, which yeah. I appreciate. Are they awesome. the folks that are mounted police? Yeah, um, I think Martin's mounted police, Susie, or, or actually Susie's mounted police, and Martin actually works specifically with like the, the Royal Guard. Okay, right, right, right. So like, I, I believe so. Because we have that fancy Yeah, we got hat. the Bobby Cop hat that they sent us. Yes. Still in the studio, proudly displayed. We're looking at it right now. Amongst all of our our uh, goodies that we've gotten from exchanges here and there. So Martin and Susie, welcome back. Anybody else that is listening to us as well in the UK, thank you for joining our show. We promise not to suck. We'll do our best. Well, well, I'm not going to promise. We that. promise you, to we'll try. Maybe to you, maybe you're going to not be terrible, but I'm going to still be bad. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. Well, there you go. That's the good things for today. Jake and Husker Nick. It's a list that's gone viral. It's a list put together of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. And at the top of it, some of the best places to go on a first date. The Olive Garden. Chipotle, maybe not so much. Chili's. <laughs> Applebee's. Wait, you're saying these are the best places to go? Cheesecake Factory. They are some of the best places to go on a first date. <laughs> okay. And they're at the top Speak of this list of the world. Okay. <laughs> Is there any place on this list that's... A better place in your mind? I, I don't have the list in front of me. Okay. I'm looking at the. Well, so if they said red, thing right I'm going to take you to Red Lobster, Coriel. Would you be okay with that? I mean, if I had been dating them for a long time, but I'm not going to Red Lobster on a first date. No. Okay. Where would your ideal first date be? <laughs> not, not there. <laughs> I don't know. Like probably a like a nice local diner or something like a local, local cafe, local cafe, or some mm. local businesses. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So we asked you the worst first date experience you had on the Kicks Morning Show Facebook page. And there's some funny ones. Uh, Whitney says, eating dinner at Schillingbridge. Dude asked if I could, he could smell my hair. Oh, oh wow. wow. Weird. That's creepy. Yeah. At least it wasn't nothing to do about Schillingbridge or whatever. Except no, Schillingbridge is good. Yeah. But like, no, he wanted to smell her hair. Uh, Kylie said, great day planned. Then he kept sticking his finger in my nose. I tried to laugh it off the first two times, but he continued to do it probably 12 times the rest of the night thinking it's absolutely hilarious. What? I never saw him again. That is weird. He <laughs> might, I don't think he liked her. That's weird. And he was like, what can I do to drive Being this really person weird. away? I know. Um, John said, Target, LOL. 
That's I would a, think that'd be a home run. Really? <laughs> Taking a girl to Target? Yeah, man. You better have deep pockets, They love, they love them yeah, some Target. Deep pockets. Make sure to get a Starbucks coffee as you're walking through. If your first date is bringing, is bringing uh, your plus one to Target, you, you better be ready to drop some coin. Because that's what Target will do to you. Yeah, for sure. Dwayne says, many years ago, a, a woman brought her six-month-old baby in, which I didn't know about. And to make the date even better, she wasn't even like any of the photos in her uh, her page at the mm-hmm. time. Mm. I must add, this is when I lived in Kentucky. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I do like um, Hannah had tagged Elise Myers and says, has one for sure per her videos. Elise Myers is out of Omaha, and she's... TikTok famous for sharing all these crazy stories, including some first date stories. So um, if you definitely want some good ones, Elise has plenty. Has a bunch of Outstanding. Um, Brian says, met a girl at the Sonic cruise night while leaving college. Girl ran a red light and wrecked my show car. Wow. Dang. But hey, have they met that way at least? You let her drive? <laughs> yeah. Really I really don't know exactly the moving parts of that whole story. Oh. That doesn't. I don't know how that works, but... That's one way to meet somebody. Run into their vehicle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin took a lady out to dinner, and then at the end, she had the nerve to ask if she was going to get compensated for her time. He asked, what do you mean compensate you? She literally wanted him to give her $200, even though he picked her up and paid for dinner. Oh. I wonder what... I don't know. That sounds... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Ashley's is full of red flags. Essentially, her first date story is that a guy told her about a domestic incident where he basically terrorized his ex-wife, like went into full detail, all this crazy stuff. And then she says, then at the end of the evening, he commanded me to give him a hug. Yeah. Commanded. Wow. Yeah, then you run the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah dude. you're pretty much forever. There. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> That's frightening. There are yes. some real re- walking red flags out there. <laughs> you want to see some other terrible first dates or add yours in? You can do that on the Kicks Morning Show Facebook page. Uh, just check out Kick Kicks Morning Show on Facebook. This is JP Coriel and Husker Nick. Check this out. Here's what's trending online now. Kicks 96.9. Brought to you by Camping World of Lincoln. Three. Mass shootings continued around the country over the weekend with at least six people killed and over 40 injured in shootings around the country. Four of the five mass shootings happened at parties in Texarkana, Indianapolis, Tampa, and Chicago. The fifth one happened at an Atlanta gas station where a Georgia State University student was killed in December and another man was shot in April. Also, the body of Robert Card, the Lewiston, Maine, mass shooting suspect, was found on Friday inside a tractor trailer with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The owner of a gun store said that Card had tried to buy a silencer for a rifle a few months before the shooting. The Maine Public Safety Commissioner said over the weekend that when it came to reports that Card was paranoid and had been hearing voices, authorities, quote, don't believe any of that is accurate. Chandler's a girl! (laughs) Oh god, kindergarten flashback. They must have read the sonogram wrong because they they thought it was a boy, but Chandler's a girl! Chandler's a girl! Okay, keep saying it! By far the funniest friend out there, actor Matthew Perry, best known for playing Chandler on Friends. Died in an apparent drowning accident at his home in Los Angeles. He was 54. 
Uh, emergency crews responded to a 911 call at his home on Saturday afternoon. An L.A. Times reporting he was found unresponsive at a hot tub. Police do not suspect foul play, according to reports. He began his career as a child actor in the 80s, but Friends is what made him a household name from 94 to 2004. Mm-hmm. He also starred in movies uh, The Whole Nine Yards with Bruce Willis and Fools Rush In. In his 22-2 uh, published book, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, a memoir, he opens up about his struggles with alcohol and uh, drug addiction. Uh, he has reportedly been sober since 2021 and has actually set up a foundation to help other people get sober Yeah, he's as really well. been, he had really been putting in the work yeah. and, mm. and it's a sad, sad time, you know, to say goodbye to one of the friend's castmates. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, very, very tough. One! Well, over the weekend, the Oscars were winners in everything. We started again. Of course, Didn't with, happen the weekend before, yeah. too. Oh yeah, that's right. Husker yeah. Football, yeah, we have like and a, volleyball and soccer. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Husker football beat the Boilermakers thirty-one to fourteen. Now they travel to Michigan State for this Saturday's game at eleven o'clock kickoff. Favored on the road. Favored on the road. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, nice. Husker soccer advanced to the semifinals in the Big Ten. Uh, championship tournament by eliminating Ohio State yesterday, three to two. They now will face Wisconsin, uh, a three seed, in the next round coming up on Thursday. That'll be on mm-hmm. BTN, so you can watch it. Uh, and the number one seed, Michigan State, got beat. So it's now like cool. Nebraska and Wisconsin, are the two and the three, and then like seven and eight. Or six and eight are in the top of the other side of the bracket. Nice. So Oscar's got a really good chance volleyball. of doing that. Volleyball was a big winner on both days, uh, swept in both rounds of that. Then Husker women's basketball was a winner in their exhibition over Dakota oh, Wesleyan okay. uh, yesterday afternoon. Well, and dang. then Husker basketball was also a winner in their exhibition Man, game look against at us. Doan. Holy moly. So the ultimate sweep happened. The only Negative is a really badly rolled ankle by Casey Tobinaga. I saw a picture of that on X. Yeah. Oh. It's a, it, it was a scary roll, but he was So seen, he just rolled it? There's well, no tears or anything? We don't know yet. Uh, mm. as, as far as not. the team, he came back out in the second half okay. with his ankle clearly wrapped up and wearing street shoes. Um, but he was walking on his own. He was limping quite a bit, but he did not have a boot on. He did not have crutches. So we're hoping for the best. All right, fingers crossed. And they don't play again until a week from today is the opening game. A little game bit of heel time then. For them, yep, exactly. So there you go. That's what's trending today. You're listening to Coriel and Husker Nick. The drama is right there in your own backyard. It's Neighborhood Watch. So this one's a little different as we do not have the person on with us this morning. They sent an email because they would like to stay anonymous because of the situation mm. they're in. Right. And that's that's okay. Absolutely okay. We have no problem with that. We will be glad to keep your anonymity yeah, and, and no do the best. We'll try to, to meet you in the you. middle when we can. Exactly. No problem. So here is the email they sent us. It says, Dear JP Coriel Husker Nick, I need your help. My son is in an after school program at an elementary school here in town. We love our school and for the most part it has been awesome to go there. Except Our kid has been getting bullied during after-school care. We've had three incidents over the last month, and on Thursday last week, the bully choked out my kid. Oh, my God. I'm done with it. The school isn't getting the job done here. This kid lives two streets over from us. My question is, should I drive over to their house and confront the parents? (laughs) What options do I have here? Because my third grader shouldn't have to deal with this. 
and I've had enough. Oh my god! So I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll share this with you because I'm very. Um, I'm very confident in myself as a parent, and I'm. I try to be transparent all the time on the mm-hmm. show, right? Right. So my son, my son got the daylights beat out of him uh, earlier this year, yeah. and it was on video. And I was out of town at the time. It was on like a Friday. And my wife was like, I had him save the video so you could watch it. And I was like, I'm not going to watch that. It's over now. The kids are were in trouble, and I think they got expelled. Um, but I go, I'm not watching that. And she's like, why not? And I go, because I'm going to want to go fight their dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> yep. if I see this, I'm going to want to get my pound of flesh. Now, obviously, that's not what I did. Right. right. But... I, I got to tell you, just hearing what you said there, it took me right back to that moment, and your, I was like... Your blood's boiling in it. I don't, yeah. I don't blame this parent whatsoever for wanting to drive over to that house for having and those confront feelings. them. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't blame them, because I'll tell you what, luckily I was in Kearney at the time, because had I been here, I would have for sure been trying to find a way to go talk to that parent. It's just, so I, I can't speak on it very much, because I am not a parent at all, Um I do think that would almost escalate the situation. I mean, because if if this child's behavior is the way that it is, where do you, I mean, I'm not solely blaming the parents. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, where do you think this kid picked this behavior up from? I mean, it's a possibility that this child has learned this behavior at home. So I'm my only concern is that you go to the parents and then you're met with, very real adult i don't know it's like an escalation i just don't want it to get physical you know what i'm saying right that's where you have to but then it's like so then do you just tell the police i mean i don't know you call the police on and a, the school on was like in, a fourth grader no i'm saying like uh, like um because I, I i'm sure you should you could be able to i don't know request like someone's presence because no if you fear of like your own safety, if you're fearing your kid's safety, and maybe you fear your safety because you don't know where the kid learned it, you know what I'm saying? So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of. They said the school's not doing anything yeah, about it. The school is, has, said? is not doing anything about it. Man, I'm excited to see what our listeners here. say. Yeah. I'm so or curious. Switch schools, but like well, you shouldn't have to do that. Right. I'm so curious what our listeners will say here. Because like oh. I said, I I'm, you know, I, <laughs> when that happened to my son, I was like, I was like, oh boy. I am so ready to just find this dad. And mm-hmm. That's very unfortunate teach him for, a lesson or three. for a lot of people because, you know, that kid could be acting out. Obviously, that kid needs some type of help. And then the school allegedly not doing much about it. And then, like, then you shouldn't have to move schools because you shouldn't have to be for fearing of your own kid's safety. I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff to unpack on this. Right. Um, and oh, wowza. The phone has been ringing ever since we read that letter, so let's get to the people. Coming up next. Go. Next with the J.P. Coriel and Husker Nick Show. What do you think this mother can do uh, about the bullying of her kid? You can let us know on Facebook, X, or Instagram, KX969, to be a part of Neighborhood Watch. It's Neighborhood Watch and a pretty tough one in the fact that it's... A parent who would like to stay anonymous, but talking about their son getting bullied at an after-school care program. There have been three incidences over the last month, and then last week was the worst of them all, uh, with their son getting choked. 
and she wants to know what she can do. The school isn't getting the job done here, she says. Uh, and this kid lives two streets over from us, and she wants to know, can I? should I confront them? The parents, that is. Uh, what do I have to do? What are my options? And people are chiming in on Facebook, X, and Instagram, KX969. Uh, Bobby says, coming from a guy who was bullied hardcore in junior high and told parents slash school and nothing was done. The parents need to step up and at least confront the other parents to at least let their child know they have their back. Okay. Uh, we, we also had, did uh, have a call, but unfortunately dropped. Yeah. And it sounded like in favor of going to talk to the parents. Well, they, they and the big thing that they said, and I totally agree with them on this, is if your kid ends up bullying back this bully... <laughs> and get me in trouble it does nobody any good right like that's the hard part is and i will tell you as a parent it's so hard to talk to your kid about hey i'm proud of you for not you know defending yourself punching well no i i'm not i there's a level where you have to protect yourself like you have to defend yourself but it's a hard line to walk Mm -hmm. and that's where it's tough because like when my son on that video i saw like I kind of wish he would punch these kids a little <laughs> yeah. bit because he was it was two kids just just wailing on him and afterwards he's like yeah but I'm not allowed to fight and I'm like oh you're not but at the same time you know what yeah, I mean so I could tell this parents got a that's a lot there it's tough we got a lot more messages coming in you can still call in four six six nine six nine six and let us know what you think this parent can or should do about their son getting bullied and uh, whether or not they should confront the parents or so you can let us know. I think it's also for recap purposes, also should be mentioned that allegedly there has been conversations with the school and it seems that there hasn't been much action at all on the school's part. So let us know what you think. 466-9696. Facebook, X, and Instagram to be a part of Neighborhood Watch. J.P., Coriel, and Husker Nick. J.P., Coriel, and Husker Nick. The drama is right there in your own backyard. It's Neighborhood Watch. And if you're just joining us, today's Neighborhood Watch is a tough one, um, so much so that the mother would like to stay anonymous, but she did email us and ask for everyone's help uh, and said, Dear J.P., I need your help. You guys' help. My son is in an after-school program at an elementary school here in town. We love our school, and for the most part, it's been awesome to go there, except our kid has been getting bullied during after-school care. We've had three incidences over the last month, and then on Thursday last week, the bully choked out my kid. I'm done with it. The school isn't getting the job done here. We Well, this kid lives like two streets up from us. Uh, my question is, should I drive over to their house and confront the parents? What other options do I have here? Because my third graders shouldn't have to deal with this, and I've had enough. And we've been asking for your advice, your experiences. Lots of people letting us know on socials, Coriel. Yeah, so on Facebook, KX969, Desiree says, let your school know you've told your child to handle it themselves since school won't address it because they don't want a third grade brawl. My son knows to never start it, but he'll never get in trouble for sticking up for himself. Um, Brandy says, what about going to the district office? If the school itself isn't taking action, then go over that level to the district offices and file a complaint. Uh, Michael says, I would charge them with assault. No one should be bullied, period. I would get the police involved and then go to their house or go to the school. There's definitely some issues going on. Worst case scenario, go to the news. No one likes to be embarrassed publicly. We took a bunch of your calls as well. Good morning. Um, Personally, I think she should call LPD because, number one, my daughter was in LPS and she was bullied the entire time she was there. Um, finally had to pull her out and homeschool her. 
Um, the LPS will not do anything. Yeah, they have a zero tolerance for bullying, but they won't do anything at all. They will not. Um, if the child tries to defend themselves, the child will get in as much trouble as the other child who is doing the bullying just because they are not allowed to defend themselves. Um, in the state of Nebraska, you cannot defend yourself. Yeah, you can, but you'll still get in trouble as well. Mm. Um, which is really, really sad that the child can't defend himself. Um, if the kid is physically hitting the other one or touching them, she just needs to call the police and let the police deal with it because confronting the other parents is not going to do anything but cause more drama and more chaos. So calling LPD and pressing charges for this other kid putting their hands on him is pretty much the safest route that she can go. Okay. You know, and unfortunately, this can happen in any school district too. Yeah, you know, it's it, it isn't only only here. You know, this happens everywhere in mm. every school district. So I kicks. You know, JP, it's brother B. I've been through this. Yeah. You know, um, what I did is I just I marched up to school. I, I you know I wasn't that dad, but I was stern. I sat in the principal's office and I told her I would visit every day until this situation was taken care of <laughs> because it also sent it also sent a message to my kids that hey I'm here for you I'm fighting for you and it took me about three or four days but it finally all parties were brought together and taken care of. Okay, uh, I hmm. it's it's tough because I've not only been bullied but also had my son get bullied uh, so. It, it was it was different situations. In my situation, I was bullied on a bus by a guy who uh, was a bully to everybody, and I stood up for myself and got into a fight with them. We were both brought to the front of the bus and then taken to the principal. Did you get in uh, trouble, too? I, I did get yeah. in uh, trouble for a little bit of it, but uh, he, because he's a repeat offender, had gotten the worst of it and was kicked out of school for the rest of the year. Uh, so, But when my son got bullied... Uh, went through because uh, it was a middle school and went through the proper channels and they did squash it. He mm-hmm. was scarred. I mean, it, it changed his personality quite a bit uh, when he was in middle school, but he survived it and has moved on. It's it's tough. It's not an easy thing to to deal with. Well, so far, especially online, it it looks like the general consensus is to take it higher up as far as like district office or like superintendents, okay. things like that. And, um, and then confront the parents or LPD. There is a little bit. It, it, yeah, it's it's more or less going like much further over the parents' heads to uh, hire the hard part as a the parent you feel or the police helpless. That's the hard part. Yeah, the hard yeah. part is you feel helpless. Like you, you sit there and you're like, you want to protect your child, you want to be there for your child, but you feel helpless. And I think that's why this person, you know, emailed us because what do you do? I mean, yeah. what's the you know, parenting is hard, man. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's. One of those things, I would say, just make sure that you're you're um, supportive, obviously, of your kid, and make sure they understand that you're there for them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that be there for them. So mentally, like maybe, you know, as you you spoke about JP, is is that your your son? It took a mental toll on him, yeah. but you were there for him, so he understood that you know this is hard at the moment, but my parents are here, they got my back, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely would recommend that. And then I, I boy, I appreciate everybody reaching out. And yeah. there's a lot of calls we couldn't play, but that we weren't able to play back due to right. time and just everybody chiming in was very yeah, but awesome. you can still chime in at any point on facebook kx969 yep. a little uh a little different 
neighborhood watch yeah. this time around, but we appreciate it. Like we said, we're trying one. to meet you in the middle where we can. So yeah, it's an important one, and I think a lot of people have been through it or are going through it, or you know, you just you do the best you can as a parent and and hope that people help out. And uh, we're here to help you too. So if you ever need our help with any of this. You can feel free to reach out, KX969, on Facebook, X, and Instagram. This is JP, Coriel, and Husker Nick. Free Hill got it blocked. In stride. Here come the Huskers. Newsom. Six. Defense and special teams showing up big for the Sea of Red. Thank goodness they did. Uh, and the Huskers managing to pull out what ended up being kind of a tough game at the end. Hey, man, it got to the overs. Ba-boom. Yeah. That's all that <laughs> matters. Those 14 points in the fourth quarter were huge. That was a big part of it for you. Huge. The overs. So, yeah, Huskers winning 31-14 to against Purdue. You were there, Nick. What would you see? What would you like? Um, I mean, our defense is awesome. Yeah. Still playing very well. Um, the... Purdue, Purdue's not very good, um, and uh, we turned the ball over way too much. Yeah. I, there's uh, the fact that they won the game with what was it four fumbles? I think. Yeah, I think so. Is pretty amazing. I mean, the defense got a few turnovers too, um, but no, it's good. I, you know, the thing that I keep I keep telling like when I'm talking to my buddies about it um, after the game is that it's nice to see like it's the simple things, and that's why we're winning. Like they're the coaching is very apparent, and you're not getting the mental mistakes that you had in previous seasons that would cost you games. Right. That's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. And that's why they're winning as a, a not super good team. We're not super good, but we're winning games and it's because we're disciplined for the most part, which yeah. is, you know, that's that's the key. And the division's so down. I mean Nebraska has a shot here. You don't want to put the cart before the horse, but they got a shot to win this side of the ledger, you know? <laughs> and then maybe with Michigan's not cheating because uh, you know that's the only reason they beat us. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, since right. they're in trouble for cheating right so, now. Yeah. Um, what is it? Nebraska has is five and zero in their last. Uh, what is it? Five. They're five, five and zero. Yeah. Well, it's it's. What is it? Five. They've won five of their last six games, and all five are against teams not cheating and stealing their playbook. <laughs> so against teams not stealing their playbook, they're undefeated. Is that what it is? I think that's nice. what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting, man. I, you know, it's it's just. I don't know. They're, like I said earlier, it was nice to see uh, Jalen Lloyd get that long touchdown. Yeah, that was cool. We just, gosh, we have nothing in the passing game. Like, it's just it's tough. It's absolutely tough. I think the coaching staff, I know a lot of people are frustrated with the offensive coordinator, but I think the coaching staff is actually doing a really good job considering, you know, what, what they, have. they have at mm-hmm. the moment. You yeah. know, like, it's, that's, that would be the way that I would put that. So I know it depends on where you are sitting technically, but when you were in, the stadium, Nick, was it was it still very very cold, or did you get a little used to it being surrounded by a bunch of people? Like, um, was no, enough, it was cold. It was, was although it, okay. it wasn't windy. We were on the east side. Okay, that's so the thing. like if you the could cut out was, some of the wind. It probably wasn't quite as bad. Yeah, but, but it I was, was curious. Still, it was quite cold. The, yeah. Um, it, the, by the way, too, the crowd, the game was packed to start, and then you could tell the cold weather was taking its Getting, toll on the crowd. Yeah, taking yeah. people because by out. the fourth quarter, there or, you know there wasn't. It was a whole lot of people. People are like, a third of them were gone. Yeah, (laughs) it is what it is. But yeah, it was. uh, It was. It was good. It was windy though on the field. You could see the flags um, out on the field. It was windy, depending Mm -hmm. on which direction. If you were going towards the south, I think you were okay. Wind was at your back. But yeah, I mean, you know, they just got to keep winning, man. They just keep 
Keep one winning ugly. As long as you're winning, it doesn't matter. You exactly. know what I mean? I think Corey, it kind of helps. Yeah, from your vantage point, what do you think? Oh, I don't really have much to say, honestly. But um, I think it does help, though, when you do get that taste of the win and stuff. Yeah, um, this group of guys. Sometimes that's that. just yeah. enough of a of a morale booster that it can kind of get everybody on the the right track. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. To kind of want to keep that winning streak going, you were get you, a taste of it, and you want to keep going. Were you hearing a lot of cheering, or were you hearing some complaining from fans when you were hanging out watching the game? The people around you? Um, no, because we were we went inside. <laughs> yeah, no, to that's get what out I'm of saying. the cold. Like from a different vantage point, you were like wherever you were watching the game. I think everybody was just uh was just happy to be warm and then that <laughs> we were for the most part just cuz we were up the whole time, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were leading the entire like game. We led the whole yeah. time, right? Okay, we were, yeah. It was 0-0 zero, zero after the first quarter, then we went up 14 nothing. Well, that goes to show, I guess, from my perspective, it felt like um, kind of an old school era where you kind of almost stop paying attention because you feel comfortable <laughs> that we're going to win this one. That's a good point, you know? yeah. Because towards oh. the end there, did, well, I know it got dicey-er towards the end, but, I mean, yeah, that about third quarter, I think, we all got got a little squirrely. Yeah. Did you guys see the uh, photos? Because obviously it's it's Halloween weekend, right? So there's people dressed up, and there's you know people in your normal Halloween gear. Do you see the guys dressed as Michigan fans, yeah, fans. with their binoculars uh-huh. and clipboards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> they were funny. so funny. Hilarious. They showed them in the stadium at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. And then oh, I gotta say thanks to all the people that were sending me photos. I got a lot of tweets and a lot of uh, people texting me. Yeah, from, you guys made another my, big my, Yeah, they put me and Carter up on the, and we were like up there forever, and uh, it, you know, and we were up on the big screen from mm-hmm. a photo we took, and a lot of people sent me pictures of it. So I was like, it's, oh, that's cool. That is awesome. A little keepsake. So right. no, I appreciated that. Oscars hit the road. They'll go to Michigan State, so we can all stay warm inside watching the game at eleven o'clock on uh, yeah. this. Saturday, FS1 has the game, and then the, we've got only two more home games left. We've got a Military Appreciation wow, Day with Maryland what? on the 11th. Ooh, Maryland, that's going to be a big one, too. And then the Iowa Heroes game on the 24th, mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving, and a road trip to Wisconsin as well. So. Hey, man, just keep winning. Work your way yep. back into the uh, Big Ten Championship, you know. Exactly. Go, go to the Rose Bowl. Just keep winning. Eventually. <laughs> a nice. chance to do something. Yeah, there. baby. Yeah. You're listening to J.P., Coriel, and Husker Nick. Some kids grow up being told no when they ask for just about anything, and that sticks with them. Okay. Uh, There was a Reddit post that asked, what did you purchase as an adult because you could never have it as a child, and thousands of people have weighed in on this. (laughs) Uh, Including an ice cream cake. My sister, sister was a spring baby. She got ice cream cakes. I never got ice cream cakes because it's hot for my birthday, and my mother said they'd melt too quickly. Okay. And then you're like, but now I'm an adult, and, and on top of that, all I want. I'll get ice cream cakes even without there being a celebration. Also, the whole point of an ice cream cake is to cool you down. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the same way. What the I heck? Get, get an ice cream cake for my birthday every year. Uh, the gigantic pack of Crayola crayons just took me 65 years, and I love them. Nice. I don't there you go. Okay. discount it. It's, so, it's a great feeling. I bought this humongous thing of like sample sizes of the really good clay moldable clay different oh, nice. colors there's glitter ones too i bought that the, the, the inner child in me was just freaking out it was so cool 
First thing I did when I got my own place at 18 was adopt a dog. Now I'm 48 and have always had at least one. My mother seriously underestimated how badly I wanted a dog. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people that that (laughs) pet. That's the thing you need. It's a big thing. I think the thing that I wanted a lot as a kid that I've been talking about getting recently was a metal detector. A metal. Corey, why would you need a metal? What are you gonna? Need, where, where are you gonna go? Where are I you don't gonna, know. Branch Stokes. See if I can find any one of my rings. Any ring that I've ever loved in my entire life <laughs> is at the bottom of Branch Stokes. Like, <laughs> oh, the cutest part about that is you think those rings that came out of that machine are metal instead of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good rings. I got one from graduating college. I'm just and- there was another cool one that I got in the mountains of Colorado that had turquoise in it. It was pretty expensive, actually. Oh, man. That's crazy. <sighs> yeah, I want a metal detector. I don't know. I metal just want to feel like I'm metal detector. being you a little need treasure a big hunter. You magnet and throw it out into the lake on a rope. Oh, we've done the magnet fishing before. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I was adult, I, it was the current gaming console. We never had video games in our house. Like... Uh, all oh, the, the friends new, had trendy, Nintendos. Cool one. We, it was like a Sega was the first thing that I purchased for myself. Mm. Uh, as an adult was a Sega and then eventually PlayStation and I've never looked back since. Yeah. Just got, got well, my, my son has the most current console. I still have a four, but like it still works. Yeah. But, nice. Yeah. I think my favorite thing to purchase as an adult that I wanted as a kid is whatever the heck I want to eat for breakfast. Yeah. If it's a slice of pizza. Oh, there you go. You can't tell me pizza. no. Yeah. We never had like HBO or anything because mm-hmm. we couldn't afford it. So like now I just... That's like my thing. Like I'm like, man, if I can't afford these, then I'm. What am I doing working two jobs? Come on, on. so we want to ask you uh, things you bought for yourself as an adult you didn't get as a kid. Yeah, put it up. How did you make your inner child very very happy? You're an adult now. You have adult money. You have the adult capabilities to do whatever the heck you want. Exactly. Where are we putting it, Coriel? Facebook, KX969. And you'll have a chance to win your way to see Shania Live on Thursday at CHI. JP, Coriel, and Husker Nick. With Halloween tomorrow, some spooky fun for you. Ooh. In this segment. All right, try me. If you didn't know this, it is National Candy Corn Day. <sighs> <laughs> And there are some trick-or-treaters who hope you'll celebrate by flashing your candy corn down the toilet. Yeah. Or maybe something that's a little Where less dramatic. Where it uh, A website just conducted a poll that just asked if they love or hate various Halloween candies. And well, candy- last year it was dethroned as yeah, it the was worst de- candy. dethroned as the worst candy. Uh, candy corn uh, did not do the worst. Candy corn ended up at six. Oh, okay. On the worst. So list. it's trending to be not quite the worst yeah. candy in the whole okay, world. So if I gave you candy corn or red hots, which would you choose, Coriel? Red hots. Okay. That came in at number five, by the way. Okay. Atomic fireball or candy corn? Oh. Oh. I think I might have to go candy corn on that one. Okay. The atomic fireball came in at number three. Okay. On this list. Uh, dots. Like the chewy ones? Yeah. Uh, barring your fillings being pulled out of your head, <laughs> I would go dots. Okay, dots was at three. Jawbreakers came in at two. Peeps, though, was the number one Worst answer. candy? Worst candy. Yes. 52% of people hate them. I'm okay with that. Yeah. More I'll than, take candy corn over peeps. You hate, yo, you will. Candy yeah. corn over peeps. I like candy corn. I like the little pumpkins that are waxy, too. You do? 
I'll eat those. I'd prefer chocolate and oh. peanut butter, but I would do that. I think. Oh, JP. You might be down for this. There's. You've heard of the wine brand 19 Crimes? Yeah. So they've just revealed a stunt where they've aged wine in a coffin. <gasps> and they say it's the world's first haunted wine. What? There aren't many details on how, when, or why they aged it or with whom. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Is it a used coffin? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think so. It may, that's what it looks like to me. Ew, ew, no. There's no way that the health codes would let you do I don't, that. No, it's it actually it the, can't be the video is a coffin full of wine. Like it's uh, piled up all in there. I would I Bottles was of wine. never a wine person right. until now. They say they buried it amongst the dead in Tower Hamlet's cemetery. What? Apparently uh that's it's in the UK and that's a very haunted cemetery. <gasps> Oh, this wine is definitely haunted. And they did a uh, they did let people taste it during a couple of special events this past week. I want to try it. They say haven't said if they're going to offer it for sale or how you might get your hands on it. But most importantly, would you mind drinking wine that was aged in a coffin, or would that just be too? Honestly, much for you? it's just so unique of an idea, and it's just so popular. I could understand why people are just dying Wanting, to try uh, it. Okay. <gasps> You were sitting on that one for the entire time, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I want to try this wine, though, JP. I'm you are very correct. Curious. This is up my alley. I'm very curious. Like I said, I'm not a wine person until now. Well, I'll keep an eye on it and see if 19 Crimes releases it to be actually out there for the world. Okay. To try these wines. They should do an America, like, go to a very, like, I know that uh, the cemetery just off of O Street is where uh, Charles Starkweather is. Yeah, he's um, buried on like the like on the very far edge of it or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, some other very interesting people that were buried there that very possibly could be haunting that cemetery. As creepy as I am, I'm gonna need proof that that coffin wasn't used. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to JP Coriel and Husker Nick. Our big thing today is we're coming down to the end of the month and we are doing everything we can to raise money and help out to put coats on kids with Operation Warm. Yay! And it is a big deal and we are proud to be a part of it with the Lincoln Fire yeah, Photos Local 644. What'd you say? I said, yeah, B. Yeah, B. Uh, we love doing this drive because it really does make a difference. And over the last couple of years, we've purchased thousands of coats for kids thanks to your help yeah. uh, in your donations. And it's super cold. This weekend was definitely a, uh, a one for the books to start mm-hmm. things off. These last couple of days have been a, a shock to the system yeah. and a stark reminder that things get cold fast. And if you don't have the proper attire... It makes life a lot tougher, especially um, in some of these neighborhoods where there's a lot of kids walking to school, right. to and That's from school. That's really really the main part of it. So we want to make sure these kids are able to get to and from school, uh, bundled up nice and warm so they can focus on getting their education and having yeah. a good day. And a lot of cool kids, unfortunately, because of the weather when it gets really, really bad and they don't have a coat, they'll stay home. 
mm-hmm. and not come to school, which is not great either. I mean, they need a lot of these kids. Uh, the lunch they get at lunchtime or the breakfast they get before school is one of the meals that they get. So any opportunity to help make sure they get there and get the support they need. Your generosity at KZKX.com goes a long way. It is not very much at all. I think it's 20 bucks or 30 maybe. but nothing. um, Really, it's basically whatever you might get coffee-wise throughout the week or whatever, right. it kind of equates to that if you want to break it down that way and um, consider doing it, consider donating. We're doing the coat handout, um, ne- no, not next week, the week after. Yeah, coming up quick. Coming up real quick, mm-hmm. so get your donations in. And then also um, we've got hats and gloves in the mix, too, to yeah. give to the kids. So mm-hmm. very, very neat stuff. An opportunity to help out and make sure kids get to school and are safe and sound with their coats. Operation Warm, you can find it on our website at kckx.com. Tomorrow we'll be back with Dan and we're dumping. JP makes his guest, getting you in for Shania. You have another chance to win Shania tickets on our Facebook page by joining the conversation yep. about the thing you bought as an adult you didn't get as a kid. And uh, we'll have all that tomorrow for you. Have a great day.